This is Shifting Our Schools episode 54, Being a Middle Schooler in a One-to-One Program. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Well, welcome back to another Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for downloading and tuning in this week. So glad to have you as a listener and to continue to spread the word about Shifting Our Schools. I'm so excited to... uh, just say that you know we've just passed 5,000 downloads and it blows me away that we've got uh, so many people listening, uh, comments coming in. It's fun to just see that you appreciate uh, the time we take to to kind of uh, just talk about ed tech, I guess, here at Shifting Our Schools and, and trying to make that shift. Uh, so thank you for making this happen and continuing to be a part of the conversation. Uh, feel free to leave comments. Uh, you can go to sospodcast.org slash questions or leave a comment on your favorite episode at sospodcast.org. Uh, or you can be on Twitter, some great conversations around different episodes. And we use the hashtag SOSpodcast on Twitter if you happen to be there. Love to hear your comments or questions, so keep them coming. Real quick, I'm so excited that June is finally here. We are getting ready. I've been talking about this through the last at least month, if not month and a half, that we are launching our one-to-one micro-credential. And June through August is going to be one-to-one, everything focused on the one-to-one classroom, the one-to-one teacher. I'm calling it the one-to-one summer of fun. I just came up with that. I'm really liking the sound of that. So that's what we're doing this summer. Uh, But this week starts our dedication to the one-to-one teacher. So from June to August, we will be dedicating our shows here at Shifting Our Schools to the one-to-one teacher all of it leading up to the launch of our one-to-one micro-credential starting next school year. A chance for you to get to spend 23 weeks of the school year next year with a mentor or a coach, including myself, uh, learning together to become better teachers. We just say we want to teach better. And I think every teacher wants that for themselves and for their kids. We are so excited about this launch. Uh, and uh, Chrissy Hellyer has done an amazing job on our website. Uh, you're going to find out all kinds of great stuff over there. And we're going to be giving away uh, PDFs and we're going to be putting um, some of our courses on sale. Some of our individual weekly courses will be discounted throughout this launch. So stay tuned. Every episode will be giving away something. Uh, You'll be able to find it all over at the sospodcast.org site. Uh, To learn more about the micro-credential, to see some of the the courses and PDFs that will be going on sale and that will be giving away uh, for free uh, through the summer, you can head on over to sspodcast.org slash one to one. If you just go to sospodcast.org slash one to one, that will take you to our Eduro Learning website where there is so much more there um, that you're just, you need to plan on spending some time when you go there the first time is uh, Chrissy and Kim have done such a great job on the website and getting things there for you. You'll be able to see some of those courses. You'll be seeing some of the amazing PDFs uh, that, that we've created over the last couple of years. Uh, that will be going on sale and we'll be giving a lot of that stuff away for free, but only if you're here and only if you are paying attention. So if if you don't like podcasts or this isn't your method, this is kind of long form uh, we do in podcasts. If you want something shorter, we're also uh, launching a YouTube series. So if you go to YouTube and you just type in Eduro Learning, you can subscribe to our channel there where I'm going to be uh, over the summer, we're also going to be launching, I'm calling it the 555 and it's uh, five videos. Every video 
will have five tips for the one-to-one teacher. And uh, the first one, just for as an example, is five tools that every one-to-one teacher should know. And all of them are under five minutes. So five videos with five tips under five minutes. And you'll only be able to get those on YouTube. So head over to YouTube and subscribe uh, and make sure you turn on notifications so you know when those get released. So there's going to be released throughout the summer. A lot more coming your way. Seeing that this is our first one, uh, really kind of launching the one-to-one, I can't think of a better way than to spend some time talking with kids. And as we were preparing this podcast episode for the one-to-one summer of fun, uh, Tim Rigsby actually reached out for me, sent an email. And if you remember, I had a conversation with Tim in episode 49 about how they were rolling out the one-to-one program in his school district in Nampa, Idaho. And he reached out to me and said, hey, what if you had some kids? I've got some kids that I can get on your podcast to talk about their experience as middle schoolers in the one-to-one program. Of course, I jumped at the chance and was able to spend a good 30 minutes talking with Trey, Taylor, Taylor, and Omar. So we have Trey and Omar are are the two boys and the Taylors and Taylors are the the two girls. And so there are four kids that I got to talk with their first year in their one-to-one program and so much insight into the mind of a middle schooler who for the first time has uh, computers. And I, I love some of the stuff they say about their teachers. I love some of the ways they're helping each other. Um, and just some really good tips and tricks that if you listen closely as a teacher, a lot of great things to take away from here. So I'm so excited to get this started. Again, you can find everything over at sospodcast.org. And with that, enjoy this great conversation with some middle schoolers from Napa School District in Napa, Idaho. And with that, on with the show. All right. Well, we're just, I just wanted to uh, thank you for taking time away from class, but I just wanted to uh, have a chat with you. Um, Ms. Rigsby says that you guys all have computers. What computer do you guys have at your school? Um, I have mine with me. Do you? So I, I'll get mine. I got mine. You have an oh, HP laptop. Uh, HP Latitude. It's Dell. It's Del. a Dell. Oh, I said HP. You said HP. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said Dell. Let me see. Yeah. Dell Latitude. Is it a, does it run, is it running Chrome or is it running Windows? Uh, Windows. Windows. Oh, it runs Windows. Okay. All right. And how long have you guys had these? Uh, since September, what, what day did you check out? September. Yeah, it was like, beginning of September, like the second so, or something. So this is your first year of, of having a laptop all well, the time? Yeah, it happened for like a little bit of testing um, last year, but yeah. yeah. And in At science. At the end of last year. In science, but that okay. was, that was it. All right. Well, let's go uh, around the table and Trey, I'll start with you. What has been like this being your first year? um, What's kind of been like the coolest thing that you've used it for educationally? Hmm. It would have to be, um, it's a, it was actually doing a poster or doing some Minecraft stuff because they have Minecraft education and we had to make a castle, a medieval castle and that was really fun because I love architecture and I love Minecraft. That's cool. That's awesome. How about you, Taylor? Um, so I am currently taking art. And so there's multiple online sketchbooks that you can use. And when paired with the Bluetooth stylus pens, they make it really easy to draw online. And I also really like the different programs like Adobe Spark and mm. other things like that because it's easy to create posters easier for me to create posters online than it is on paper using a pencil that's cool i love adobe spark too it's one of my favorites how about you omar what's your favorite 
kind of use? Um, I think using the basic uh, word like PowerPoint, uh, Microsoft PowerPoint, because you can use it at home now instead of you know having being limited to just at school. If you're running late on something and you have something due the next day, uh, working at home is way easier. Cool. And how about you? Um, I like OneNote because like in science, we're like working on a presentation in a group and there's like a collabor collaboration space so we can like um, work with our teammates in the OneNote page like you can work from home and still work with them. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's four different apps. You all have like the thing that you that you like the best or that works the best for you. Talk to me a little bit about, and Omar, we'll start with you this time. Um, talk to me a little bit about what's it been like managing, because you're all in middle school, correct? Yes. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit. What's it been like managing taking your device home every day and making sure it's charged and bringing it to school um, and just having that responsibility of every day having your, your laptop ready to go? Um, at the beginning, it doesn't seem like much of a worry, you know, charging your laptop every, and every day. Yeah. But if you ask Taylor, some days I don't charge my laptop and I take <laughs> hers. Uh, it happens a, a lot more than you would think. Uh, but I think if you take the responsibility, it lasts, the laptop lasts through the entire day. Uh, mm -hmm. And by the time you get home, you can just charge it again. And it's just like an endless cycle. Yeah. So did you find you had to like build new routines of like remembering to charge your laptop? Yeah, I have it tr the charger right next to my bed, and sometimes I forget, but sometimes I like to plug it in before I go to sleep and then plug it out by the time I leave for school. Cool. Does any did anybody else come up with other routines to make sure that you remember to charge it? Yeah, Taylor. Um. So after I eat dinner, um, I grab my computer out of my backpack and put it on the kitchen table, um, in plain sight where I see it and I pass by it all the time. And then in the morning after I eat, I grab my computer and I put it in my backpack. And like if some days, like if I was up late with like on my computer and it's not fully charged, then I grab my charger and put it in my backpack. Mm -hmm. But cool. some days it's been fully charged. And um, one of my friends in ELA decided he was going to sit there and turn my computer off and on for like 10 minutes. So my computer died. But other than that, it usually does last all day. And what happens at school if you come and your computer's not charged or you run out of battery at lunchtime? Uh, or most teachers have chargers that you can check out of their class. Mm. And then there's charging pods that are out in the main hallway that you can plug your computer in and it's safe and secure in there. And then you come back and get it. Like I use it sometimes at lunch to, tr to get my computer back up. Cool. If you've had like a busy morning of, of using yeah, it. Or... But they don't usually like me. Two times I've used it, my computer's gotten stuck. So. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, we have one uh, next to the eighth grade hallway where you enter it. It's, enter it. it's called a lock and charge. Yeah. Um, so you put in your, you press like a C button and you put in your ID number and you press the key symbol and it locks. Wow, so that's cool. Yeah, keep it there for like maybe lunch or if you don't have your charger, you can keep it there overnight and you don't have any assignments to do. So mm. when you come back to school in the morning, you can use it. Yeah. How about Tyler, you or Trey? The other Tyler. <laughs> Taylor, sorry. Um, Taylor, sorry. And Trey, too many T's. Uh, how about you guys? Do you have any routines or ways that you use laptops I, at home? Or I'm kind of like the default normal, kind of like Taylor. I usually, after dinner, I plug it in and... I don't know about anyone else, but so I bring my charger to school just in case. And I have so many people asking me like, hey, Trey, can I use your charger? It's like, it happens so much during the day. So 
I honestly, I charge my computer, but I don't know how much people actually do at night. Yeah. Does it seem to be a problem in your classes? Do you notice, yeah. like, are there always somebody that doesn't have a charge? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because in one class, we have, the teacher has three chargers, and they're usually all the time gone. Yeah. And why is that, do you think? What is it about that responsibility that is hard? Because I will say that I've worked with a lot of school districts where they're one-to-one, -one, and it always seems that middle school has this problem. Well, they usually probably, it's because of, like, homework and they get so caught up in like school and stuff like that. And then like outside on. activities. And I know personally at our school that a lot of people play games like during yeah. classes. So like if we're not supposed to have our computers out, they'll play games and like pretend to do work. So that drains your computer even faster. Yeah, absolutely. All those graphics, right? They just suck, just suck the battery right out of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, uh, Taylor? Anything else? Um, yeah. I know like I, like use OneNote and Word and all that stuff and that drains my battery and so like I wait till like the end of the night like before I go to bed to plug in my laptop. To get a full charge? Yeah. Sometimes I forget to like charge it over the weekend. Um, like last weekend I forgot to charge it and then um, there was still a lot of battery life from when I used it on Friday when I came to school Monday. So. Yeah. What is, um, and somebody can decide who they want, who wants to answer this one first. What is kind of like the most frustrating thing? I mean, and you mean you only had it for one year, but like in school, out of school, what's been like the most frustrating part about having uh, a laptop? Uh, Trey, let's start with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I would say the most frustrating part is if you don't save certain documents um, to certain files, like we have something called, um, I think it's the OneDrive and NSD files. All right. If you don't save it to that certain area, then when you go home and try working on them, it'll say like, oh, you're not on the right server. You can't access this. And so then it makes it really frustrating to like, if you want to print something at home or if you want to work at it at home, you can't do that. And mm -hmm. I would say that you get a lot more errors and more shutdowns at home than you do at school. Interesting. Interesting. Do you want anything, Taylor? Um, so... Recently, my computer has decided that it's going to randomly update in the middle of class. <laughs> so that's very helpful. And then any open, unsaved files that were sure. on my computer when it decided to update are all gone. It closes on my tabs and everything. Right. So I lose whatever's not saved um, on my, like, sometimes Word will auto-save the things that I have, but it's not the fully updated right. to what I was just working on. Yeah. That is and, frustrating. Like when I go home, it doesn't usually let me use a lot of the apps that I do. And like, I can't use, like when I'm trying to take my computer places to do homework outside of my house, yeah. um, I can't get on it's learning or any other websites. I can't check my grades Interesting. Um, because I don't have any, I don't have internet. And even if it's an open network that I connect to, yeah. it won't even let me, like it shows that it's connected, but it won't let me log in anything. Hmm. Talk so, a little bit about that. If you're not using it at home, where else do you connect to Wi-Fi? You don't like have? the library. I know I've had to do that once or twice and like other friends' homes. Okay. Um, um, I live near the downtown part of our city. Okay. Uh, there's a coffee shop that I like to go to sometimes and nice. have an open Wi-Fi. I haven't had any problems with it, 
personally using the right. Wi-Fi and connecting to my laptop. Okay. So I've gotten some work done there. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. It's always fun to just see where other places, you know, you can work at or that kids do work at. So it's always good to see. Any other frustrations with devices? Um, yeah. Sorry, Taylor. Yeah. I'd like to say one. Um, I don't there's nothing I don't have a big problem with it. Or don't get me wrong, I'm glad that they do it. Um yeah. they still care a lot of things. Yes. But sometimes they block the wrong things too. Sometimes like uh, in eighth grade we're learning about World War Two, which was a bad time. Yeah. And uh they block a lot of things that we need to look up. Sure. Research on a project. Yeah. And I'm glad you understand that the schools are doing the best they can, right? It's not like they're blocking them on purpose. So you're trying to yeah. And on my computer, I can't get on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, something to add. Some, um, some schools have viruses like from kids, like the flu and stuff like that. At our school, yeah. it's mostly viruses from computers. Yeah. <laughs> you got a virus. <laughs> you get more viruses. Digital viruses. Yeah. For me, OneNote won't sync sometimes. So, like, the yes. teacher will add in like a math homework assignment and so I'll be like at home and it won't be in there because OneNote hasn't like fully downloaded that assignment. Yeah. Yes, she'll be like, oh yeah, did you do the homework? And I'm like, no, you didn't put it in. She's like, no, I put it in. Check again. And I check and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> It just doesn't sink, huh? I was in class and then the second I got home, it was gone. It wouldn't even let me get in. Yeah. So, oh, technology. So with all of those frustrations, um, would you ever want to go back to not having a laptop all the time? No, never. No, sometimes. Well, sometimes, sometimes but never. Okay, sometimes they annoy me. All right, Taylor, Taylor, let's talk, let's start with you over here on the left. Talk to, talk to me a little bit about sometime. Like, um, I mean, well, like sometimes the computers will update and then like, I can't get my like computer to hook up to the Wi-Fi, So that just makes me want to like work with like, like paper and pencil. Cause like we take notes like on word or OneNote. Sure. Like something will happen and then it just like frustrates me. So then I have to like take notes on paper. So I wish I could have done that in the beginning instead of just online first. Mm. I agree with you. Yeah. I, is it, um, so I kind of like what I've kind of faulted with is like the trust and reliability of the laptop because you can Mm. be like, oh yeah. I can do all this stuff at home. Like it won't do anything. It will. It won't falter. And that's like what everyone thinks. It's like it's a computer. It's a perfect being. It can do yeah. everything. But then when you get home, it's like, oh, sorry, I'm gonna take a little nap for one to five hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have an update to install. You're done for an hour. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we just need to install a few updates three hours later. We're only one yeah. percent complete. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ninety nine for no two way. hours. Then, so, and then it, goes, and then it restarts going. for like yes. five times. Well, I'm so glad you guys have the same complaints as like every other human in the world when it comes to technology. So um, yes, if, if next year the school district said, um, we're not going to give you a laptop, we're taking away all the laptops and you have to go back to just having paper and pencil. Do you think your education would be significantly different without having the laptops? Yes. yes. Yeah. Give me an example, Omar. Give me an example. Why? Um, why? What do you think? What is it about giving every kid? Why are we giving every kid a laptop? What is that power to you? What does that mean to you? Um, so we can't really posters while they're great. Sometimes they aren't really reliable. Sometimes as other projects, uh, apps could be used for. 
Um, I know that personally, I have really bad handwriting. So being able to use Word to like, you know, present my words correctly and, you know, not have bad handwriting and have that taken off my grade and, yeah. you know, have a good grade inside my English, cl English class because of it. That's cool. I like that. Anyone else? Um, so like, yes, a bunch of the kids in my classes do like to use the computers to play games while we're supposed to be taking notes or working on a project, but it's definitely made a huge difference in the way I've put, like put, presented my work. Um, because I type a lot faster than I tend to write. Right. So I get like, I can complete notes faster than I can. I can complete notes through Word or OneNote faster than I can on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about losing notes if I remember to save it. Then if I, I remember to save it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't have to worry about having a pencil every day, or like, if my pencil won't sharpen, I don't have to worry about finding someone to help right. me, get me to get a new pencil from. I can just type it type it back up and just it makes it makes things easier for me to have to have a computer amen <laughs> <laughs> taylor do you want to add anything else to that um i think it's better because like all the programs are yeah like the programs like i know there's like typing.com it can help you type faster or then yeah. like um we're learning how to like cite a source correctly and there's um there's websites to help you like learn how to do that and stuff or like how to write a proper essay. Um, what else? There's like a bunch of other programs that can help you like learn things and understand things better. So. How about you, Trey? So this kind of goes back to what I said about trust and reliability. Like even though they will start, like they will do that restart thing where they restart and then restart and then restart. But they also, as Omar said, they make it a lot easier to like type or like so then you don't have bad handwriting and so your teacher doesn't look make it so your handwriting like i honestly my handwriting used to look like i was writing japanese or chinese like it was that yeah. bad yeah so i'm glad that like i can use word now and stuff like that um and it will make a lot make it a lot easier to like publish it because then you could work on it for a long time but then if you're not in school then you won't be able to give it to the teacher until the next day but then with a computer you can work on it and then just send it to her via email cool. or something like that. I like that. You have kind of mentioned and you've you've touched a couple of you have touched off and on about like kids playing games during class and one of the things that I know is always you know this podcast there's a lot of teachers that listen to this podcast and that's always a major concern to teachers is how do you, I want to know, do you have any strategies that you use to kind of keep yourself on task? You know, I, I think of myself, like if I'm at home, like just yesterday, I was writing a paper uh, yesterday and I found myself that I was like, oh, I need to go find, you know, a source for this. And so I open up a new tab and I'm looking for a source. And then all of a sudden there's a YouTube video. And then there's also another YouTube video. And next thing I know, it's an hour later and I've watched 17 YouTube videos and I haven't written my paper. And those kind of distractions, you know, are, are part of helping to manage, you know, kind of manage your use of tech. Do you guys, are there any strategies that you have for yourself or that, you know, other kids use to kind of minimize that digital distraction? Cause I think it's something we all, have right it doesn't matter your age i think we all have digital distractions but are there any like tips or tricks that you guys use to kind of help from going down the distraction rabbit hole i guess um, 
I have one. Right. Um, if I don't need to use Chrome or any um, web searching pro any web search uh, engine, then yeah. I don't use it at all. Okay. So you don't even open that's it. How, that's how you point. directly get to uh, a distraction website. Yeah. So if you're like writing your word, if you're writing in Word, you just don't even open Chrome. Just yeah. leave it. I like that. Or open whatever. Edge so, or um, like when I'm writing, um, like I'm working in, if I'm working in Word and OneNote, then that's the only two things that I'll keep on my screen. I'll close anything else that I don't need because mm. I can get distracted in my email. I can right. get distracted through Skype. I can get I can go on to Google and just get like even turning on music sometimes. Right. I don't use it. Like I'll use Spotify instead of going on the internet. Yeah. Right. I this doesn't really work for everyone I know, but I know personally for me that if I turn on music, I kind of drown everything else out. So that can be bad because like if the bell's about to ring and you don't know, then you can still be working and not know that the bell rang. But right. then it kind of also helps you so then you like stay in the zone and kind of get more of your work done. Yeah, music like helps with focus. Yeah, I listen to music too. Like I like listen to playlists on YouTube. Okay. So then, like if I really like the song and there's a YouTube video, I can't click on the YouTube video because I really like like the song. Uh. Like it just stops me from clicking on something else. And do you find is it a is it a like you talked about Trey, you said like you're kind of in the flow when you're listening to music and three of you said kind of said that. Is there a certain type of music? Do you find that like, do you work better when you're listening to a certain type of music? Like, is it your favorite songs? Is it something that's just like instrumental? Is it like something or is it like punk rock rap or like what do you listen to? So um, like when I listen to classical music, I focus mm. more on the instruments than I do on my work. Cool. So I prefer to listen, like I have a playlist that I put together um, just of music that I usually listen to that I, I turn that on and like occasionally I'll stop to just like focus on the song for a second and then sure. like I listen to a lot of country music. That's just how, that's just what yeah. I grew up listening to. Yeah. So like that, that helps me. I just listen to what music I'm most familiar with. Cool. And so you've actually put together almost like a steady playlist. Well, it's just um, the music that I that you like. My my yeah. one playlist that I use all the time. But yeah. okay. Like if I like a song, I put it in the playlist and then it's there for when I'm studying or anything that I need some music for. Okay. Something um so I actually had this question a long time ago because I've had all my friends say like, Oh yeah, try this music, it helps you, or try this music, it sounds cool. Yeah. So I kind of tested out and tried different versions like country and all that stuff. I figured out that for me and for a lot of people, it's their favorite music and the one that pumps them up. So if it pumps you up, then you kind of want to try going harder. But if it's like music that you've almost never listened to, you would probably be more focused on that because you're like, oh yeah, I don't know this. I need to learn this song. Or like, oh yeah, it sounds cool. Could I add this to a playlist? But if you listen to it for a long time and you're like, oh, yeah, I already know this. It's just that my pump up song that kind of helps me work. Okay. I like that. How about you, Taylor? You said you have a YouTube playlist that you listen to. Yeah, it's like songs that I like listen to all the time and stuff. Okay. Like, um, Interesting. There's like stuff on the radio or like yeah. 
at like my mom or dad plays. Yeah, okay. I know like what Taylor was saying, like classical music doesn't really help her. I know like classical yeah. music kind of makes me fall asleep, like when I'm yeah. or something. That's what I listen yeah. to when I can't sleep. Yeah. So yeah. I fall asleep when I'm trying to study. So. Interesting. Interesting. And Omar, you don't listen to music. You're just like you just oh, feel I do. I just oh, do you? talk about it. My family is very big on music. Whenever we have an yeah. opportunity to listen to music, it's usually on a speaker playing. Interesting. Uh, our family is very based in like hip hop, so we listen to that okay. sometimes. Uh, you know, sometimes I get distracted with the lyrics yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it definitely yeah. does help me a lot. That's interesting, you know, because I was just thinking for myself, even like if I'm, it depends on the task that I'm doing. If I am answering emails um, and just, you know, answering emails and trying to get things done, I love having music play in the background. But if I'm like yesterday, I had to write this paper and I started writing the paper with music in the background and I just kept finding myself like listening to the music and not focused on the paper and I had to shut it off. I was just like, nope, uh, this is the wrong task to have music in the background. Yeah. And so I think even understanding that, like what type of music works for you. I like your idea. I never thought about though, that your playlist could be something that you've heard a lot. So you don't get caught up because you can just be like, oh, that's this song, right? Like I've heard this song a million times. It's this song is next in the playlist and you just continue in your work and that, you know, there's a repetition to listening to the same playlist over and over and over again, that your mind probably settles your mind a bit or something. That's kind of, that's yeah. kind of cool. I never and, thought about that. Um, and at least for me, sorry, it's okay. at least for me, I kind of noticed that if I'm listening to music that has words or even sometimes without words, and then I'm trying mm -hmm. to type or I'm trying to read or do something that involves like, kind of reading or writing or just something like with English in general, then it's kind of hard to do it because um, even if like, even if it's one of your old songs, um, you could be like thinking what you're writing in your head, but then it'll get confused with the lyrics of the song or like whatever the song is. I and agree. You'll mess up. Yeah. 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 Um, so I find myself like whenever it's an assignment I don't really want to do, then I won't listen to music because I'll focus more on what music I'm listening to than the actual assignment. But if I want to do the assignment, if it's something I'm really interested in, then I'll turn on music because I know I'll focus on the assignment instead of what I'm listening to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, do you all have cell phones? Yes. yes. Not with me, but not yeah. with you. That's okay. So Taylor, we'll start with you over here. What cell, what cell phone do you have? I have the iPhone iPhone, what, what version? Uh, 6 Plus. iPhone 6 Plus. Omar? I, I have a Samsung S8. S8. Taylor? Uh, Samsung S7. Trey? I have, the, I have the lowest of these models. I have an <laughs> iPhone 5S. Ooh. All right. So you have, they have two iPhones and two Android. That's interesting. Um, that's a good mix. So let's talk a little bit about one of the things I know that concerns a lot of schools and teachers is the use of social media on your personal devices at school. What is, would you say is, is at the school in school, what is like the go-to social media app? At our school? Like, yeah. At your school that everybody Skype. uses. Skype. Skype, Skype or Pinterest. Because Skype at school, out of school, you know, it's just like the basic. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Snapchat, out of school. People out of school, Instagram, Snapchat. Okay, but in school, Skype is what runs 
they might not know that you're looking at their thing, so they'll still be do um so they'll still be doing the um games or they'll still be sure. doing Skype. But then if you walk around the classroom, they'll get scared and they're like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to be on this. I'll get back to my work. Mm, well, like um, something I have to add to that is some students, like they'll minimize the page. Yeah. Um, so the teacher doesn't see it as they're coming by. And then as sure. soon as the teacher passes, they open it back up and keep using it again. Yeah. So it's a lot more helpful to use the, um, the programs that you can yeah. see what's on their screen because you can tell what they're doing without walking around and giving them the chance to be able to close it and then open it back up. Cool. Yeah, I would say like if you use a mixture between Taylor's idea and my idea, it'd pr probably be really good because you could yeah. like look at someone's um, laptop, like not pull through your computer. So you're like, oh, I know this kid's doing something bad. This kid's doing something bad. This kid's yeah. playing a game or something like that. And this kid's texting. Yeah. And then you could go over and like, kind of not really tell them that they're doing something bad, but give them sort of a warning. And if they keep on doing it, then you can like put some penalty to that or something. Mm, cool. How about you, Taylor, Omar? What, what advice would you give to a teacher who finds um, themselves faced with all these laptops in front of them? I think like if a computer started to update in like the middle of class, you could have like a backup, like paper, mm. paper and pencil or something. Or like if a computer died, you could have like extra chargers around the classroom or something. Okay, That's cool. I like that. How about you, Omar? Um, I definitely say two things. One, have trust in your students, but not too much trust. Ooh, I like that. Um, you know, being constantly being on their back isn't very fun. And number two, you know, if a student does do their work, I think kind of a good reward would to be like to play games, maybe for like, mm. not like the entire class period, but sure. definitely if they get their work done and they're like doing their best they can on that work. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like discipline. Like, give them maybe three warnings with games or sites they're not supposed to be on and then like start moving towards the like start moving towards um negative things like um like no computers or staying yeah. in for lunch yeah like lunch mm -hmm. detentions yeah. Or, and then at the same time, like Omar is saying, like reward the positive, yeah? Kids that are doing yeah, the right thing. Reward the positive. So um, also uh, at the beginning, it will be very complicated and it'll seem very frustrating. It was here because it yeah. was our yeah. first year here yeah. uh, with the laptops, but it definitely has helped us for the better. Yeah. And I don't see us ever going back to pencil and paper just yeah. by itself. And there are students that know how to work the computers. Like I'm always one of the top people in my um, in my classes that's told to help. Like, yeah. If they can't get OneNote to open, then I know how to get them to. Um, I know how to get them how to get it to back back open, mm. and the help desk is also very helpful. Cool. So find those kids in your classroom that can help you help other kids. Yeah, and then I like that. That's good advice. That's good advice look up how to do stuff before you just tell them, oh, go to that student. Because I've had teachers that know almost nothing about the computer. So they're, yeah. um, so they've had to ask me for help or like some tech guy at our school or something. Yeah. So it would really be helpful for teachers to kind of look up how to do certain things or like take online classes or something to do stuff. Because I've had a, I've had a teacher come to me because she's like, oh, I can't get this to open. And the only thing wrong with it is she had to refresh the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Just those little tips, tips and tricks. Hard huh? When like teachers have you do, have you help other students. 
Um, it's nice because you know that they can come to you for help or yeah. advice with their computer, but yeah. it's hard because sometimes there are like five people that need your help while you're trying to do an assignment. Yeah. So you don't get the work done on time and blame on you when they needed your help with yeah. the students. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of, lot of things that go into it for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you've got four days left of school. Congratulations. Yes. Are you all eighth graders? Uh, no. We're seventh. 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 We're eighth. Yeah. And you're eighth. So you're off to high school next year? Yeah. yeah. And are you taking your laptops with you to high school? Yeah, yes. we're keeping the same laptop throughout the, our entire well, school. Well, awesome. We get, yeah, two more the years. seventh graders, the seventh graders, we get an update on. Yeah, I we think, get new ones so, after yeah. freshman. No, we get awesome. them on senior year, and then they no, don't get one. In our general. contract ends after freshman. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, well, there you go. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for and inviting us to be part of this. Hey, no yeah. problem. Anytime. We might have to have you back on. We'll check in next year and see how things are going. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.